Hey, everyone, thank you again for tuning in this rainy morning in Nashville. I have a guest this morning, so I will not be running my mouth alone, which is always better to have guests. So, Byron, thanks for ha- thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You got it, man. Um, Byron and I have not floated away yet in Nashville, but boy, I tell you what, I think we are headed there. Um, I, I think I saw a canoe just kind of float down my uh, street out here in East Nashville. It's crazy. What, what, what part of town are you in, Byron? I'm in Murfreesboro, so uh, we're sending you the canoe. That was your yeah. rescue canoe, man. Yeah, I gotta. Well, I gotta go, so I gotta go get the canoe. So thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> no, um, well, y'all, we'll, we'll go ahead and jump to it. Thank y'all again for tuning in, guys. Couch 2.0. Again, the whole point of this live thingy that I do um, is to allow people the opportunity to network, um, is to allow the people to have a community around them. Because I know when it comes to finding a job. Um, it can be overwhelming. Uh, people don't know uh, where to start, where to begin. And so my goal for this is to um, allow others to learn something, to network in the DMs with other people, and to have guests on. Um, and so uh, so for me today, I have a good friend here in the national market, Byron on. Byron, give the people what they want. Give an intro about who you are, what you do, and then we'll go from there. Hi, everybody. I'm Byron Summerdahl. I'm the CTO at Ackland Avenue and Hero Unit. And um, I uh, I do all things tech. I am a software developer of like 30 years. Um, and and I, I hire like a ton of technologists. Yep. Um, we, we're constantly uh, getting new contracts and hiring new people. Lately, we were looking for Elixir developers and uh, we're, we're constantly hiring Node and other developers. And so um, I was talking with Taylor about about just like interviewing and hiring. And that's when that's when we decided, hey, let's let's do something today. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thomas, it's good to see you, man. Again, add us comments. I know Byron would love to see your beautiful faces. Emmett, what's going on, man? So Byron, yeah. So, so, so you kind of alluded to it. So you posted on Slack, LinkedIn, wherever, and, and, and you were like, you know, how to better interview um, or, you know, how do you screen developers? And this has been a fascinating thing for me, especially over COVID, um, especially now because the market is just bonkers right now. And, and I feel like hiring is this is this kind of this taboo thing, right? No one wants to talk about it. Um, no one wants to admit that they stink at it. Um, no one wants to admit that that they need to get better at it. So I, I wanted to, to go ahead and start talking to you about maybe some of the pitfalls. So let's be open here, right? What are some pitfalls that you guys have right now at Ackland Avenue that you're trying to overcome from a hiring perspective? Let's start there and then I'll ask you a few more questions. Well, sure. Um, well, so we have we have a couple of pitfalls um, or a couple of different directions. One is when we don't have the time to really vet somebody technically, we end up trying to cut corners. And and this is not actually something that we do often, but uh, but there there are there are times when we've just got a lot of confidence around around a, a candidate, sure. um, and and for one reason or another, very very good references, and and we just we have this this process that we run everybody through that's like a, a really deep really deep look into their technical ability, but sure. sometimes we might not just might decide not to do that, uh, and then one one time out of out of a thousand, it's like, nope, nope, this was a bad decision. This was not the right person. And 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 we catch it before we get them to the client. But right. 
still we've spent all this time and and you know egg on our face for for saying hey with well, this this is the person um so that, that's one this is like how do you get that how do you how do you get like the real worthy confidence that somebody yeah. can do what they say they can do because people lie 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 all the time on their oh, on their uh, on their resumes like the resume yeah. like a, is it's basically a piece of toilet paper in my yeah. uh, in my book so um the other one is is when we want to, when we do the kind of technical vetting that we really, really want to do, which is really deep, it's like it's a very personal one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. Then it takes time, and it's yeah. it's expensive. And so, yeah. uh, if we've got a lot of hires to do, like we've got a rec for a hundred developers on this thing, sure. oh my goodness! All of a sudden, we've got a a, a big bottleneck in sure. our vetting system. So those are the two the two uh, pitfalls. I don't know if that's if that's what you were looking for. No, no, it is. So 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 let's talk so let's talk from a hiring process and again. I, you you can share as much as you want to share and 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 you know share as little as you want. But I mean for me what are like what are some things that you put your developers through, right? Cuz I know the people who are watching this, right? Like like Emmett talking about the process, talking about the interview process. I have a lot of people that are looking for jobs right now that want to better themselves on on how to interview what are some things that you guys do from an interviewing perspective um that uh, that, that maybe these job seekers be like oh well that's interesting maybe i need to prep myself for that okay <clears throat> so i'll i'll give you a little bit of a perspective from our from my companies and then um actually i'll start with what we used to do and this is actually what a lot of companies do so we used to do something like a hacker rank or yeah. uh, I can't remember what the product was, but it was something that was connected to Code Wars, okay. where I, where they 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 have some platform where you can log in as a I I can send you a link, and and you you do all of these algorithmic tests and stuff like okay. that, and okay. and then I get back a report about how well you did, and okay. and okay. Um, this this maybe is a little bit controversial, Taylor. So I'm sorry if no, I'm, this is I'm why I do this. No, this is why I do this. Again, there's no right answers. <laughs> Everybody's wrong. So let's just be open and honest about okay. it. So yeah, go ahead. Okay. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up your show here. So I think algorithmic uh, developer tests are are uh, about as good as the resume that came before it. Which is they um, for those of you. They it's like it's like yeah, toilet paper. So they uh, they are great for college grads who just got finished doing all of these 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 classes about algorithms and data structures yeah. or you just got out of a boot camp and they and they they really filled your head up full of all of these algorithms and stuff so so if if you're going into a job that that has these algorithmic tests because there's nothing else that they that they know to do mm -hmm. then you're going to do great but if you're right. a developer like me for having I've got more than 30 years of experience I cannot pass one of those stupid algorithmic tests because in 30 years I have not needed those stupid algorithms. Now if you go and work for Google or Amazon or one of the one of these companies that that is is managing trillions of whatevers uh, and and every, you got to squeeze every bit of efficiency out of every line of code. Then yeah, okay, I get it. You need you need to understand some of the some of the the the, the higher the, yeah yeah. You got to understand the, the 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 data structures so that you can squeeze every bit of efficiency sure. out of them. But sure. most developers in the world, like we're gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go statistics. You know, eighty eighty nine percent of statistics are statistics are made up on the spot. So ninety nine percent of the the jobs in the world they the work that you're going to be doing does not matter 
as far as algorithms and data structures. You're just trying to solve problems. So mm -hmm. if you want to sort something, then just do dot sort if your language has that. So that, said truth. You don't, yeah, you don't need algorithms for that. So anyway, right. I hire those kind of developers, people that can just get stuff done, people that can solve problems yep. and, and whatever, you know, Netflix, is like is is like this the 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 video crunching that Netflix has to do. Yes, maybe you need some higher out some better algorithm understanding sure. of that kind of stuff. But sure. it's not everything else about Netflix is is putting things on the screen, uh, n navigation, data flow, just stuff like that. You don't need algorithms for that. So, what we do now after after having about. 11 years in the business, we've finally sure. discovered that, that we're going to kick all of the algorithm stuff out the door and we're going to just do some pair programming. And we do pair programming over a kata. So if you haven't heard of a kata or katas. Okay, I thought so you just comes, said like a, like a cot, like something you sleep oh. on. I got real confused there for a second. Yeah, sorry. No. So this is kata with a cake. K-A-T-A. And if you've been coding for very long, then you probably have, have come across these, these coding katas, which are, it, it's a throwback to the, the karate kata, the, the, that series of movements that you do to earn your next belt in karate or taekwondo. Right. And, right. Uh, and so you can do these coding katas that are also kind of repetitive motion, motions that are trying to solve a problem. Right. We do pair programming over different katas. And, and that for me, for over 11 years of, of interviewing hundreds, of, not even exaggerating hundreds of software developers, sure. maybe even closer to a thousand. I don't know, but um, it, it's a lot. And, and I get a better view into the developer's ability to, to solve problems while watching them work with a kata, even with me, like we actually sure. do pair programming kata. So with, with TDD, which that is also pretty revealing. TDD is, is super revealing um, because now, people now, have never now for done those before, of you who do not know what TDD is, what is it and why is it important? Test driven development is and, and really, I'll boil it, boil it down to this. It's just writing your unit test first, and then uh, you write the implementation code. So and why is it, that big? Oh, man. Okay, so it's big because, especially if somebody's never done it before, you get to see that person, how they, how they have to flip their brain to the other side. To uh, to solve the problem from from behind instead of from head on. That makes sense. That makes and sense. Uh, and it's a really cool um, it's a really cool view into how they how they think how they how they uh, tried to solve a problem that they've never solved before. Um, it's uh, man, I wish I had a better a better prepared uh, a bullet no, you're point good. list you're of good. why. No, no, hey, this is good. I totally recommend it if you if you've uh, if you're looking for a way to uh, to work with to interview developers, is just do some pair programming with TDD over a kata. Um, and so that. what we what we do is I I will write some code and then the developer will write some code and then they'll write some code a test and then and then uh, we go back and forth back and forth and you know I don't know Elixir but I've been develop I've been of Elixir developers uh, almost straight for the past couple of weeks. And uh, I, I just, I don't need to know Elixir. I go into the interview and say, okay, you teach me. And then right. I get to see how well they can teach, how well they can verbalize what they are doing, how they can, how can, how can they communicate their thoughts? If you can communicate thoughts over code, sure. then you're probably a pretty good communicator and you can, you can talk to, to non-technical people too. So, so that's another window into things. 
So let so so I want to harp on that, right? Because because I feel like, and, and this could be a little naive on me, but I think I feel a shift. I felt a shift over the last few years, especially pre-COVID, going to conferences, right? Like when I started to give my soft talk of recruiters suck, I was accepted everywhere because not many individuals were giving soft skills talks. Mm-hmm. Well, then now I've been blocked out of conferences because then you have all these tech folks speaking about soft skills. And so I want to ask you, has there been a movement to more soft skills? Is is that something you almost value more than technical skills? It's so more, maybe, but okay, anymore, the, the, the nerdy pocket protector developer, they can't exist anymore. They can't, they can't, uh, they can't thrive in this market anymore. There needs to be a quote. What? The, the, the pocket protector nerdy pocket protector developer. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they can't, it's not going to work for them anymore. So they've got right. to grow some kind of, uh, some kind of social bone. And so emotional intelligence is a big thing for developers. We, we, as developers, we need to be emotionally intelligent. We need to understand ourselves. We need to understand our, our interactions with other people. Is it more important than technical? I don't know. Maybe it's equally important. Maybe it's the same. Because uh, if if you if you can code if you can code like lightning and you can you can uh, you can build anything you can solve all kinds of problems but you solve the wrong problem because you can't communicate yep. or if you solve it in a way that's more robust than the client wanted because you can't communicate or you right. you solve it in a way that's that's too brittle for the client because you can't mm. communicate mm. I mean software is hard. Software is super, super hard to get right. And, and we developers all are all the time shooting ourselves in the foot by doing things the wrong way because we didn't communicate enough with the client. Sure. Client, the, all the client, if, if, especially if they're non-technical, they're over there looking at, at our black box saying, hey, this guy looks pretty smart. Um, right. I'm going to trust this person to, to build this thing for me. And right. then you, you, you finally come out of the black box and say, here it is. And it's, it's the wrong thing. Uh, because you couldn't communicate. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, also, especially in teams, teams have to have to gel. And if and if you've got somebody over there that's that's like super antisocial and 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 they can't. I keep on doing this because I, I used to have glasses in it. And that's kind of like the. Oh, I've, I've, I do that sorry. all the time. I should I shouldn't stereotype, uh, but. But anyway, it, it, if you've got somebody that's kind of messing up the social vibe of the team, then then sure. it, it can also have a, a detrimental effect on the on the product that you're building because you might have dissension. So let me ask you this, man. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Paired pro, paired programming. You know, you can see how someone thinks, you see how somebody communicates, you can see how that person codes. Why isn't it more widely used within interviewing? Because it well, makes sense. Yeah. Well, it, it's something that we developed internally at, at our sure. company. We didn't develop the kata, but we did sure. develop this as an interview style. Um, and we haven't gone out and told everybody about how to do it and that we're doing it sure. um, partially because we don't want people to get overprepared before the, the meeting sure. like they do for, for algorithms. Uh, sure. You know, there, there aren't any books yet about how to how to how to game the, the Ackland Avenue uh, interview process. That's why I'm doing um, this live show. So everybody can now know how to hack the Ackland interview process. Yeah, Acklandavenue.com slash jobs. Yeah. Uh, just head over there. We, we just won't tell you which kata it is. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, 
the uh, yeah the, the the reason why you think it's not accepted just pair programming in general. Why do you think people quiz? And again, there's no wrong answers. Why do you think people quiz off CS based definitions it's scalable. and, it's and algorithms and it's harder. It's harder, and you've got to have some mad expertise to be able to pull it off. So, so, so we so use engineers for pair programming for for no for for just. Uh, being able to, to detect all of these nuances and transfer them into a rubric that can be, can be communicated back to the recruiter. Right. Um, so like when you do a hacker rank, you get this nice pretty report with all of these different metrics about the person and how they did and what, what uh, and, and all the different nuances of, of that mm -hmm. person and how, how they did. But mm -hmm. it's not, it, you can get the same exact things or maybe even better things from a a, a an Acklin style interview, but you can't uh, you can't do that at scale like you can with Hacker Rank because Hacker Rank is is well, and automated. That, and that kind of goes with Emma's thing. He goes, "Do you think it's about time?" And I probably right because it's so much easier to send a test instead of sit down with somebody and yeah. work through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got a team right now of like. 15 engineers that are just they're just burning through interviews and they're they're all part-time burning through interviews so so they're they're full-time developing on our projects but then they they give their nights and weekends for some extra cash to right. uh to to burn through these interviews and uh and so that's really the only way we've been able to do it is like scaling out right. um so so we we use things like Calendly, which is nice because Calendly, oh, like, um, yeah, it's beautiful. So cool. so we can put a whole team of people into Calendly, and then it round robin selects them uh, based off the schedule. If your organization so, is not using Calendly, you're it's broke. Like you, in my opinion, you have to use it. It is the single most important meeting tool that I've implemented for my job. That's helped me a ton. Yeah, yeah. They forget all that. Uh, hey, what time's good for you? Um, but, but that it's, it's, it's right. You're right. It, it's about time. Like hacker rank, sending people a link is super easy. Uh, or one of the tests that they can do about, about C sharp or JavaScript. Those are super easy for the, the organization. They're not super right. easy for the, and, and, and like I said before, they are, they are easy, but they are not robust. They're not good. Like they, they tell you how long ago they graduated from the university mostly. Um, right. I, I don't feel like they tell you much more than that, more than that, but something like what we do is, is super robust. It tells us sure. exactly what we need to know, but it's costly. So it's like, uh, there's this restaurant in Murfreesboro Calvert's uh, and they, they have these butter burgers and they, they have these handmade custard milkshakes there. Everything is delicious there. And you roll up to the window and they're like, Hey, is this taking a little bit too long? Well, that's because we're making it homemade. And so sometimes it's like worth the time to get the thing you want um but it's costly and yeah. and we're, we're paying for it but we, right. we get really good results yeah i mean that's i mean i think i think you said it best right there it's uh, interviewing right now so right in my opinion developers within the tech community are like a hot commodity they're your most important asset especially if you're a custom software company like yourself why in the world would you not slow down a little bit Make sure you vet the people appropriately so then you can speed up long-term. For me, mm. it's a no-brainer. But for a lot of organizations that are, I call uh, sales-driven development that just push push things out the door, you don't have that type of time to vet and develop culture and to build um, 
camaraderie within tech skills and also the people with the, with those tech skills. So it just kind of jacks up an organization. So um, again, it sounds like you're doing the right thing. Let, so let's do this. So so a few 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 things coming in. Um, Shane, if you follow OFCCP compliance and build interview frameworks, it'd be hard to analyze results and how you make decisions. Yes, I don't even know what the first few acronyms are, but yes, you are correct. It's very hard. I've had some developers build initial tests for me and my recruiting team just to weed out at a high level, and it's incredibly difficult just to build a simple test. Um, Shane also then goes to, yeah, there's not two to four correct answers when you're learning something new like Elixir. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. And then Emmett goes, it got to take time to make that butter burger. Yeah, now I want a butter but I'm going down to Murphy's for lunch. Thank you, Byron. Um, so, Byron, so, so, so let's do this. Last question, and then we'll wrap it up here. You've obviously are doing a ton of interviews. You've seen a lot of candidates come in the door, and you've seen probably a lot of candidates just fail a lot. So what what are what what's one or two tips to leave the individuals with today that are on the job search that are looking for a job, how to better themselves in the interview process? Um, okay, so be um, okay if <laughs> I want to say so be many. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, be yourself, but if if yourself rubs people the wrong way, then work on yourself. So, uh, and, That's and a good life lesson go in and, general. It's <laughs> a good life yeah. lesson in general. Uh, you know, I, I really think that developers need to focus more on emotional intelligence. So if that's new, if that's new terminology for you, then just Google it. Emotional intelligence. There are even free or $15 emotional intelligence tests that you can take that if you're just, if you're just being super, uh, honest with who you are today, and you answer the questions based on that, then it will tell you where you need to work. What are some areas where you need to work on? Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend uh, focusing on your emotional intelligence. There are like five different aspects of emotional intelligence, and they're all super, super valuable. And if you are an emotional intelligence, emotionally intelligent person, then then you like we were saying before, it's not uh, it's not more important than than the technical side, but if you don't have some emotional intelligence about you, then it doesn't matter how technically uh, awesome you are. You're going to you're going to run into problems, and maybe right. even as early as the inter the interview process. Um, so, and, and a lot of companies these days they they want they want people whether they know it or not. They want people that are emotionally intelligent. So I I really suggest you know you're you've got the technical side of things down pat. I'm sure. Um, right. And, and, and you may need to go through some algorithmic uh, tests to get past that, that, that layer of the funnel so that you can get closer to the real people. Uh, and, and so that's, that's a understandable in some cases. But if you could, uh, and once you finally get to the part where, where you need to meet real human beings, then right. you need to be the very best real human being you can be. I love that. I love that, man. Well, Byron, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. Before we end... Give a little bit more plug to Ackland Avenue and how people can reach out uh, and, and obviously reach out to Ackland Avenue and find you. Well, sure. So, so what I'll what I'll do more than uh, more than just Ackland Avenue is we'll, I'll I'll tell you about Hero Unit. So, Hero Unit is our our uh, staff augmentation arm, and we've got contracts coming in constantly. Uh, so, and, and that we we need really great developers to fill those contracts. So, here's what I here's how, how, how here's how I pitch. Um, hero unit we make it 
uh, a great experience for freelancers. So if you're a freelancer and you're tired of of uh, working on a project and then and then oh my oh my goodness at the end of the project I've got to go out and find another contract. Then mm-hmm. what you can do is you can you can basically sign on with Hero Unit. We'll find the contracts for you. And so when you get to the end of your project, then we're going to start also looking for a contract for you so that you don't have to skip a beat. It's kind of like the best of both worlds of being a freelancer and getting to choose your products, projects, but also having an advocate for you that that can help you find your next gig. So that's herounit.io. And there should be a jobs link on that somewhere. I love that, man. Well, Byron, thanks again for coming on on this Monday morning. I appreciate you a ton. And uh, have a great week, everybody watching. Thank you again for everyone who tuned in. Emmett, Thomas, Kathia, Stacy, uh, Shane, Muhammad. Uh, thank you again, y'all, for, for watching. And um, Byron, we'll stay in touch. Got it. Take it easy, man. See you.